0: Stripe provides a service that makes it really easy for developers to add payment processing to their web applications. In this video, CJ is going to come back on. He's going to show us how we can add Stripe elements into our Blazor app. So stay tuned and check it out. Hey everyone. Welcome to another episode of the On.Net Show. My name is Cecil Phillip. And in this episode, you're going to learn how to create custom checkout forms using Stripe Elements. And I'm really excited because we have CJ coming back and he's going to show us exactly how this works. So, CJ, how are you doing, man? Good. How are you? Doing good. It feels like you were oh, just here like yesterday. I was, <laughs> I was just Because it, <laughs> yeah. it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it was yesterday. It was. Yeah. But the last time that you were on, you talked to us a little bit about um, using the Stripe.NET API and showed us how we could plug it into like an existing web application. And we'd learned how to like, Process payments, and we talked about um, pricing and you know products and all those types of things. But my understanding is you're going to show us another way of doing it, which is looks a little bit more fun. So I'm kind of I'm really interested to see what we're going to do today.
1: Awesome, yeah, yes. Yeah. Last time we went through Stripe Checkout, the hosted payment flow where Stripe kind of handles all of that on a Stripe hosted surface. And today I'm excited to show how you can use Stripe Elements to build your own custom forms. Um, and yeah, we're actually looking at a couple of those here on my screen and we can take a look at exactly like all this cool stuff that you can do with Stripe Elements. Um, right here, we have like this card input field where, you know, like you are, I'm sure you're familiar with entering in some card details. For sure. what, what you might not have seen before is that Stripe Elements can also collect payment details in a lot of different ways for a lot of different payment method types. So cards are not just the the only way that we can accept payment online and around the world, there's more popular payment methods than cards. Um, And so Stripe Elements is really the way that you can build your own custom form on your own website uh, to accept payment in in tons of different ways. And so, yeah, excited to show how um, the process for that and maybe like talk about just all the high level steps, how everything fits together.
0: So I'm guessing Stripe Elements are they're like web components I'm guessing or something like web components that I could include some markup inside of my um, my HTML and it'll just kind of give me this form kind of thing
1: exactly yeah so these are all pre-built UI components they're not necessarily web components but they do okay. create a, an iframe here and inside of the iframe is where the mm. the actual content of the control lives and that's for PCI compliance reasons. And uh, so when, when a customer comes to your site and they enter in their card details, those are sort of just uh, shipped directly to, Sh- to Stripe in like a secure way so that your server never has to actually touch those really sensitive card details. It uh, allows you to like, yeah, offload a lot of PCI compliance things. So
0: Got it. So I have full deniability. Like <laughs> I never saw the card. I never touched the card. These are not the cards that you're looking for. I have no right. idea about them. And, you know, you, you guys will take care of all of that on your back end.
1: Exactly. That's the beauty of it is that you don't actually have to pro- like you don't have to touch any of those sensitive card details. And mm-hmm. um, in fact, there's a lot of security built into those iframes so that it's not even possible to reach the, the details with JavaScript on the same page. So, oh, awesome. um, Yeah. So here we're I guess we're back in the Blazer app that we were playing with yesterday where we mm-hmm. demonstrated Stripe Checkout. Right. And uh, yeah, I wanted to just kind of go through the fl- the same sort of flow here where you might open a modal. And then enter or add a Stripe element down here at the bottom to collect card details. Hmm. So if we, um, maybe if we just like entered in some test card number here and hit submit, we can see that this actually uh, will take those card details, send them directly to Stripe, and return a tokenized version of the details that we can then use to charge the card. Got it. Um, okay. And so that's yeah, so that's kind of like the end-to-end example <laughs> here in the dashboard. We can see that we're actually collecting our payment in euros. Um, and yeah, I wanted to walk through maybe the whole journey so we can talk about like all the different pieces that are involved with collecting payment. And so what we just saw was we were sort of uh, on the payment page, and when we clicked send, we submitted some information to our server, and on the server, we created what we call a payment intent. The payment intent is sort of this object that represents the different states that a payment might be in. So when we first create it, it's sort of pending and waiting to be confirmed. And uh, so we're gonna make an API call to Stripe to create that payment intent. When the payment intent is returned, we're gonna use this special client secret property from the payment intent, along with Stripe.js and those Stripe elements to actually confirm that card payment. And so, um, Yeah, like in the past, (laughs) for old Stripe integrations, you could sort of just create a token and then pass it to your server and create a charge, and that would finalize the payment. Um, And when I when I started at Stripe, I was like, that's what I was sort of used to. And a lot of the previous applications I had built that accepted payments with Stripe, uh, I would just kind of like create a token and then on the server you create a charge, and that's it, and you can move on. Um, Have you worked on any payment forms before, or? Um, I have, and we used to use this okay.
0: thing way back when I think it was called Authorize Net or something. Okay. Okay. something yeah, so, like, that I've was that this. was a while ago. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've definitely used that before. Awesome. Um okay. it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we're also talking this might have been, I don't know, maybe like eight years ago that I was. Okay, okay, very ago. cool. So it was very also cool. a long time ago. But, yeah, but so what it, I what I like about this format is that kind of like you said, like it's it's PCI compliant, and then also you know, from a security perspective, like I don't have to to touch anything or do anything. You know right. what I mean? Which at least uh, I get that it's more secure, but also from my code, like I don't need to see it. You know what yep. I mean? Like I don't need to handle it, which is different um from what we showed yesterday. Because yesterday we showed how to use the API and mm-hmm. then you know passing some of that information using an SDK. So I guess depending on the type of app you're building and how you mm-hmm. want the workflow to be and whatever t- types of compliance you need to adhere to mm-hmm. you have the option of doing one or the other
1: right yeah exactly and we are actually using the stripe sdk the stripe.net sdk right here on the server on mm-hmm. our blazor server to create the payment intent so mm-hmm. let's actually take a look at that real quick so on in vs code here um, we have like this method inside of the our product service for checking out and this is actually going to create the payment intent options and make an API call to Stripe with the amount we want to pay, the currency, and then a list of several payment method types we want to enable for our customers. Right. And so this is, this is where we're kind of like constructing the, the payment that will eventually sort of be confirmed and collect and move money. Um, and then we're passing the payment intent's client secret back to the client. Then on the front end, um, we have registered a Stripe element here with some JavaScript. Mm-hmm. So this again is using Stripe Js. We pass like our publishable key to the front end, construct an element. We can pass all kinds of CSS to make it really, really beautiful. And that's what we saw before with those that purple view is you can really customize these uh, to make them like pixel perfect. Um, and then we're mounting that. And then finally, when someone actually checks out, we're calling confirm card payment, passing that payment intense client secret on the front end. Yeah. with reference to that Stripe element that we used earlier. so um, Yeah, so this is uh, one of the reasons why we rolled out this new API is because there were some regulations that came out in around 2019 in Europe yeah. that require what's it's called secure customer authentication. And it's basically like, I, the way that I think about it is like 2FA for your credit card. So like when you go to pay for something online, you might see a modal that pops up that asks you to enter a one-time PIN that your bank sent you. Um, And so by moving to payment intents, we have sort of unlocked a lot of different things, including secure customer authentication um, tools, but also uh, the ability to uh, add lots of different payment method types. So um, we actually have a test card here we can use. So if I pull this up, one of our test card numbers, 4,025, it ends in 3155 here. Right. Uh, if we use this test card, you'll see that, like, the sort of what the experience might be like. So, we're going to see an, a modal that's opened, and this is all managed as part of Stripe Elements and Stripe.js. Mm-hmm. Um, we see this modal that's open in test mode, but in, in, in production, this would actually be like your bank's uh, page where you might have to enter in your, you know, might oh. have to log in or, right. yeah, right, you right, might right, get right. like a text message from your bank that has some code or something that you have to actually enter here.
0: Right. Um, right. Yeah, I've seen some of those. I know what you're talking about.
1: Okay, very cool. Very cool. So that's kind of uh, why we moved away from sources and charges and uh, tokens and charges to this new payment intent model. Um, So one really cool thing too that this unlocks for you is the ability to use different payment method types. So we can make a couple changes here. Instead of creating a card, maybe we create an ideal bank element. Mm-hmm. And ideal—I'm not going to change like the name of all the variables, but ideal mm-hmm. is another payment method type that's very popular in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And so instead of confirming a card payment here, we're going to confirm an ideal payment. And okay. here, instead of passing reference to um, into the card slot, we're going to pass it as ideal.
0: It's ideal, okay.
1: Yeah, and then um, we should see it look a little bit different.
0: And, and like you said, like this one is very particular to that region, right? Like, so this is a Netherlands specific thing. So, exactly. if for whatever reason we had customers globally, right? Like, we want to be able to like adapt to the locale of where our customers are and allow them to use the payment methods that make sense for them.
1: hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. And if you're if you're um, yeah if you're if you're adding support for payment method types that your customers are uh, more familiar with, they're more likely to actually convert. So if for instance, you only have card, there's some countries where it's not common for people to have cards. And so they might not actually buy from you at all. Um, and so, yeah, so this is, this is kind of what it looks like. Now we're using another Stripe element that is for ideal banks. And it's just gonna auto-populate all of the different types of banks that are supported with ideal payments here. So we can just pick right. one from the dropdown, again, pass in uh, sort of like the customer's name and hit submit. Um, ah. I forgot to pass the return URL. So some of these payment method types require passing a return URL because they're redirect-based. So we're okay. actually, in the case of Ideal, going to like redirect to Ideal's site to like finish the payment, and then we'll be redirected back to our own, to our own site. Um, okay.
0: So let's give this another whirl. And then um, like going back to like that drop down you showed with the different banks that are supported, I'm yeah. guessing that's also something that you know you manage on your back end. So as banks are added or removed, hypothetically, then that would just automatically happen. And like from a developer perspective, like I don't have to touch it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So if, if there was an ideal bank that was added and support was added at Stripe, then you would just mm-hmm. automatically see that bank start appearing for your customers. So you wouldn't have to awesome. touch anything. Yeah. Right. Um All right, so we're gonna give this another whirl here. And so we're redirected to, again, this is gonna be like a test mode page or a simulated version where we're uh, paying 20 euros here with ideal, we can authorize that test payment. And then we're again, sort of redirected back to the URL that we specified earlier as the return URL. And if we go into our, uh, our Stripe dashboard here, go to our payments, we can refresh. And pull up. I should have named the customer differently so we could think of each <laughs> right. payment here. But um, oh, yeah, at the top we can see that this was accepted with Ideal, um, and so what? Like if you're thinking to yourself, like, oh wow, there's lots of different payment method types, but I have to go through and implement every single one of them, right? Yeah. So I, if I wanted to, you know, have global support for all these different payment method types, then it might be challenging to go customize your payment form to have, you know, tons and tons of different payment method types. Um, and so I'm super, super excited about this new beta that we're offering. We just announced uh, a little bit earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're coming out with a brand new payment element that will be a single drop-in element, but that will have support for several different payment method types. So this is kind of oh, nice. uh, an example of what it might look like in the U.S. And then, for instance, if we were in uh, <laughs> if we were in uh, Germany here. I don't know why it time- sometimes it times out um, for in Germany, go. we've, get, we've got access to ShiroPay, EPS, Zofort, Oh, nice. And then even more here on the right side. So if you were paying with a card in Germany, you can still pay with a card, but it's all localized. And it, um, it will sort of um, order. It'll list the payment method types in, in a, in an order that's sort of like smart based on the IP address of the customer and maybe the locale that was passed in for the customer. So there's a, there are, uh, working on really, really highly conversion optimizing this tool so that you can drop in this single element and the process will be sort of the same. You kind of just create a payment intent on the server and then you use one of these elements on the client and you can accept just a ton of different payment method types um, so that you can have like, yeah, highest highest possible conversion, but on your own page that you really own the, the experience for.
0: So That's awesome. So then I get the entire form. Or not even the form, yeah. but like the form and the options to choose between like those different locales. Exactly, and, uh, yeah. You would get this just, entire thing. One.
1: Yeah. And there's some pretty fun, like, <laughs> we've got some pretty fun uh, little, like, styles. <laughs> I love, like, uh, styles <laughs> I love it. Push, I love really, it. Yeah, how far you the can Windows
0: 95 it. payment form. On straight, exactly. Right? This is yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah.
1: How far you can push this. How far you can push the style. So, you know, this especially if you're, cool. if you're if you're worried about having, you know, having it look and feel like your site, then you really have like a, a ton of customizability here. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're super excited to launch this. And uh, for folks that might be interested in, in checking out this new payment element, they can head over to stripe.com slash docs slash payments slash payment element yeah. to sign up for the beta. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're, we're really excited for folks to adopt this because we think that it's not only gonna improve the checkout experience for their customers, but it'll also enable access to like way more customers around the world. So Yeah, it's something we're really excited about. So,
0: really, so two questions I have for you. Yeah. So the first one is, so you just showed us how to customize it. Is it possible for me to apply my own styles to it? Yes. Possibly. Yeah.
1: You can. Yeah, you can apply your own styles there because of the PCI compliance and the way that it's um, the way that the controls are presented inside of that iframe there is a like subset of all of css but you, there is like a lot of different styles that you can apply um, okay, awesome. so yeah it, it it takes in a javascript object that configures the styles mm-hmm. um, so we can actually look like super briefly here um, at the style that we're applying to the element that we have on our own page and it's it's just uh, a a json object here a javascript object that has the style oh, I get it. you can kind of see it. What yeah, like sort of what I mean is you would pass in you know font size or whatever other arguments that you would want, but not not as just like classes. They're more as you kind of have to configure it the 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 way that the conforms to the Stripe element API basically.
0: So okay, that makes sense. And so one more question before we wrap. Yeah. Um, when we talk about dealing with international payments, I'm always concerned about taxes. Like yeah, is is (laughs) are taxes and tariffs and those types of things stuff that like you guys could deal with? Or is that something I have to implement in my own thing or like, how does that work?
1: <laughs> yeah, so until very recently, uh, it was something that you as the, the person who was selling stuff would have yeah. to deal with entirely. Um, but we just launched a new product called Stripe Tax, which yeah. from the dashboard, you can configure where you're at, where your customers are at, and it'll track for you in every region, like all of the thresholds um, at which you might have to start Paying taxes, uh, mm. and it'll you know, uh, audit, you can have it so that it automatically um, in in Stripe Checkout, you can have it automatically apply taxes based on the shipping and billing address of the customer. Uh, when you're building your own custom forms, you would still have to you know determine where the customer is and present present the correct taxes and such. Uh, for the customer and collect those. But with Stripe Checkout, the, the the product that we looked at yesterday, you can sort of just toggle on and say, yes, I want taxes now, like automatically t- collect taxes for me. Here's kind of what I'm selling. And then that would automatically be collected for you. Um, we uh, recently acquired a company called TaxJar, which mm-hmm. has uh, support for remittance in the United States. So not only would we collect the taxes, but we would also pay it out on your behalf in some... Oh, nice. um, this is kind of like how Textjar works and it's something that we are working towards and we would love to provide, but that that piece, the remittance piece, is not something that we um, that we have yet today. But
0: yeah, that um, is a work in or, progress. Though. exactly work in, in
1: progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally.
0: Awesome. So well, so so CG, just so like just to recap really quickly. So yeah. we saw like how we could use the elements and like what they look like. We saw how to plug them inside of that Blazor app. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, we saw like how we can customize them with like the Windows ninety five theme too if we wanted yeah. to. Um, I mean, and, and it all looks so easy. And I think that's one of the, the great things I love about some of the services you guys offer is the fact that you know, without too much brain power, you know what I mean. Like a developer could very quickly add some of this payment processing functionality into their app and really focus more on what's important to them, which is actually like the features and not yes. worried about like. Too much compliance, and you don't know, I mean like the different types of currency conversions and all these types of things. Like your backend handles that, which I think is amazing.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I, it's something. Yeah, we're continuing to uh, to work on it. I know it's not perfect yet, but we're going to continue to to try to make improvements as we go along. If anyone has any feedback, or if you go through this this demo and you have any feedback, please let us know. We're always trying to uh, always trying to improve. So. Um, yeah, this is Stripe Elements again is really kind of the core, the core set of tools that you would want to use when you're building your own custom
0: payment flow. So yeah, awesome. And I'm pretty sure Stripe does tons more stuff that we haven't even yes. talked about yet. <laughs> and there's tons more detail. So we're probably yeah. gonna have to have you come back on again. Maybe we could do a live show and we could to, really yeah. spend some time like talking to folks and like doing some of those types of things. So for those of you that are still here and you're still watching, you know, leave a comment down in the comment section below the video. Let us know what you think. If you're interested in learning more about Stripe and, you know, seeing CJ come back on again to show us more features, definitely let us know. Um, you know, you can reach out to CJ on Twitter. You can see his little Twitter handle right there. Um, I think there's also a Stripe devs or Stripe developers. Yep. Um, Stripe handle Dev on, on Twitter, Twitter yeah. um, and things of that nature. So again, um, if you want to go ahead, feel free to reach out and, and let them know what you think. And with that being said, this has been another episode of the On.net Show, and you just learned how easy Stripe Elements makes it for you to add payment processing to your own applications.